Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Whole Note podcast, Voices of Chamber, where we investigate how culture and diversity impact the world of chamber music. I am Amy Voschkert. And I'm Heather Wang, and we are so excited to share with you all our first episode. This month, we had the pleasure to talk to Brenda Von Gova, a true humanitarian, and today she'll share her story with us on how education, career, and religion have impacted her music. I think my multidimensional background led me to found the UN Chamber Music Society a few years ago here at the UN headquarters, and I'm very grateful that it has a mission to help other people, and this is what I'm love most about music and its power to promote the values of the United Nations, which, and music, as we all know, is a universal language. The United Nations Chamber Music Society includes a group of accomplished musicians that promote the values of the United Nations through music. This group embraces the passion and intimacy of chamber music and promotes the principles and values enshrined in the UN Charter, such as ideals of peace, respect for human rights, respect for cultures, the dignity and worth of the human person, and the equal rights of men and women. Ms. Von Gova founded this group in 2016. But let's hear about how she got here and what inspired her. I was born and raised in Canada and went to school at Havergal College, which was a private all-girls Anglican boarding school. Uh, which is quite unusual in Canada. And although the environment was very strict, it was a wonderful experience because it was an opportunity to study with international students at a very young age. Ms. Mongova grew up with an international education at an early age and also started playing piano very early. She shares with us that it was her mother who nurtured her desire to learn music. Since at the age of four years, I was playing the piano every day and also playing in sports, performing in synchronized swimming competitions. So I was very self-motivated at a young age. Largely also, I had a very strict piano teacher who made me, encouraged me to practice five hours a day as well. Brenda Von Gova lets us know that she comes from a family of artists, including painters and architects. Her mother had a deep love for ballet and martial arts as well, and she feels that all forms of art are interconnected. Religion has also played a key role in her life and has impacted how she approaches music. To me, there's always a spiritual base to music and music making, and we should never, ever forget that. When I was young, I asked my principal in school to let me play the piano during prayer, probably because I didn't want to sit through prayer every single morning. But I, I asked my principal if I could play all the hymns and music throughout the services. She grew up in the Anglican school system. She was raised by a father who was Protestant and her mother who was Catholic. She cites her career with the United Nations, which emphasizes tolerance for all religions. And she believes that all religions teach the same core values of kindness and compassion. Brenda also acknowledges that her tolerance for different religions has impacted her music by allowing her to be well-versed in multiple genres of music and to have an open mind. Growing up in an international community which warmly welcomed new cultures, it was not difficult for Brenda to move for university and for work. Later, I moved to the USA and I spent my university years in California and Massachusetts where I studied 
And then today I'm now in New York City where I work. I've been working for 13 years at the United Nations as an international civil servant. The UN is an international organization which values the principles of peace, respect for human rights, and tolerance. So during the daytime, I work in a non-musical role. I work in politics, as that's my background, and I currently serve in the office of the United Nations Secretary General, Antonio Guterres. What I do during the day is I help my team prepare the political talking points of the Secretary General. And so it's a very, very interesting and dynamic role and intense role. After work hours, I have the opportunity to enjoy working on projects with the UN Chamber Music Society. The humanitarian cause that I'm most passionate about is hard to pinpoint because I really cannot choose one cause as all the humanitarian work is so important in saving lives. However, personally, I've always had a passion for working with and helping refugees, but I truly believe every issue is equally important at the United Nations and shouldn't be neglected, which is why the UN Chamber Music Society is so busy all year long, as we have so many different international days every single month. Diversity is truly important with our music, and Brenda is fortunate to work with a large, diverse community. During our conversation, it was interesting to hear how Brenda parallels the UN to chamber music. Chamber music is a lot like the United Nations. At the UN, we have what's called a General Assembly, which holds the voices of 193 countries in the world. And in order for harmony to be created among these very different member states, just as we have to create harmony among all the different musicians in an ensemble, there must be dialogue and communication. And the dialogue must be perfect. Otherwise, there will not be harmony. In other words, there would be disharmony if there's a misunderstanding or lack of dialogue or communication. So chamber music and the United Nations has made me realize that the creation of music truly requires human understanding in order to play music in harmony. And I feel that performing artists, whether they're musicians, actors, dancers, all have a responsibility to be good communicators of human values. Working with the United Nations has made me work with so many nationalities and talents at all levels. This is no different when it comes to music. And even more so because music is an international language that knows no boundaries. And I'm sure our listeners can relate that we all have struggles with music, such as learning technique or putting our musicality into the piece, yet trying to convey what the composer wants as well. So learning and education is obviously a huge part of our training, and these are really real challenges. For Brenda, one challenge she faced was with learning and valuing a new type of music for the UN Chamber Music Society. Yes, I've. there will always be hurdles, and throughout life, you always have to remember that you will always have to face uh, challenges. As I was trained at the Royal Conservatory of Music, classical music is my comfort zone. When I founded the UN Chamber Music Society, this was an opportunity to step outside of my comfort zone of classical music and go into the world of world music. So it's not an area that I was very well trained in because classical music is usually composed by white male 
Western European composers. So this has been extraordinary experience because every day I I'm very I'm learning. I appointed as my honorary artistic advisor Christopher Tin, who's a two-time Grammy award-winning composer and world-renowned for his compositions and world music. And having him on board has truly opened my repertoire and knowledge and given the musicians of the UN Chamber Music Society to to learn repertoire outside of their comfort zone as well. I remember one concert I had at Carnegie Hall a couple of years ago. It was for Arabic Language Day. And my violinist, Tana Mundia, had to learn a different way of playing because Arabic music has a different type of scoring. She later on came to me and said, Brenda, this was one of the best, most inspiring concerts she had ever performed in. At first, I was worried that it was it was a lot of work for her because she had to relearn a different method of playing. But she was so excited to get outside of her comfort zone and, and learn something new. Brenda Von Gova is passionate about giving back to communities. And she found that teaching is a meaningful way to do so. When I was very young, I was awarded the Community Service Fellowship called the Gluck Community Service Fellowship. And this was a transforming experience because I had the opportunity to teach classical piano to the blind, the visually impaired, the disabled, children from poor communities. And these experiences truly transformed me, particularly the experiences with teaching music to blind children. These children truly are genius musicians and also very loving. Uh, it really moved me when I was able to give the gifts of art to the blind children. And it, music for them is their life. And it's truly a joy. One of my friends recently, he's a beautiful artist. His name is Roy Nakum. He's renowned for his work, his artwork inspired by the blinds. And he told me one day that he had blindfolded himself for one week just to experience what it felt like to be blind. This was such a powerful experience because he felt that his ears suddenly exploded with sound and he could hear every nuance in music. So it's it made me realize how blind students are truly, truly special and truly genius artists. I really believe that all musicians should teach to their communities because music is so healing. I just I truly see how music really heals the blind. And I I always encourage all musicians to give back. So not only do we see that teaching is important, but continued learning is also equally important for one's growth. I'm grateful now to be studying privately with Professor Jerome Lowenthal, who is a teacher of piano at the Juilliard School of Music. And I truly believe he's a genius musician. And I'm so blessed and grateful to be under his tutelage because it's so important to keep learning. Even though I'm older, I'm, I really think it's so important to still learn and still grow. Because of Brenda's early education with music and her love for this craft, she always knew that it would be in her future. I am a musician, not because I can play piano or chamber music, but I, I am a musician because music is part of my soul, part of my blood. And I don't think I can live without music. I feel that all my colleagues who are musicians have the exact same sentiment. I lived in so many cities 
all around the world. And wherever I am, I feel that music will always be welcome, whether or not be the need for performances to uplift the atmosphere of an event or the need to provide music education to the youth. I, I guess I've always known since a young age that I would be a musician. However, there was a time when Brenda thought about trying a different path, but discovered that she was always missing something. I remember when I was young, I had deviated slightly and I basically studied medicine because this is what parents want you to do and they they care tremendously about you, but they want stability. And I really think that if I had followed my heart and my passion, I wouldn't have wasted a couple years in in the medical path. So my advice is to really, really listen to yourself and really pursue your passion. There will be so many roadblocks, even when you pursue a career in your passion. So you better love what you do. And you must have a clear vision and never give up because if you love what you do, it'll be easy to battle through the hurdles. As a musician, it's a highly selective and competitive process, as you all know. But one thing is important to remember is if you're not chosen for a position, do not take it personally. Just know that you have prepared your heart out and always do your best in an audition because there are so many factors which may be out of your control and it's nothing personal. I think that we all can understand that roadblocks are always possible and that having support throughout life is definitely critical. It is important to find people in our life to help motivate us, teach us, and of course, cheer us on. First is my boss at the United Nations, uh, Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General, because he's dedicated his entire life to serving the most vulnerable in the world. Prior to his current position, he was the UN High Commissioner for Refugees. And I'm very grateful to serve in his office every day as he's very kind and has compassion when faced with handling the world's crises. Second is Daniel Barenboim, who is one of my musical heroes. He's not only one of the best living pianists and, and maestros in the world, but he's also the founder of the West Eastern Divan Orchestra. He co-founded it with Edward Said, the Palestinian author. Their exchanges led to the development of this beautiful ensemble where it would be 50% Israeli musicians sitting next to 50% non-Israeli, such as Syrian musicians. This is very powerful as they were taught at a young age that each country was at war with each other. But in the end, the musicians found a beautiful way to play harmony together, which is truly required in musical understanding. And if I could mention a third mentor is my piano teacher, Jerome Lowenthal. He has really taught me how to be a sensitive pianist, and he's extremely brilliant in coaching with chamber music as well. He's nearly 90 years old, yet he never misses anything. His ears are 10 times better than mine. And he's world-renowned for his work with the Romantics and the Russians, which is my personal passion. During our time with Ms. Vangova, we see how her upbringing has influenced her with hard work, kindness, and education. We definitely see the importance of hard work in all aspects of life. I would like to convey that it's so important to always 
give your heart out in 100% of everything you do in life. But at the same time, nothing good in life comes without pain and hard work. So maybe this is a Russian training in me, but I I do believe in passion and doing 100% or not even 100%, 110% in everything you do. Not only in music, but in everything from taking care of yourself, health, spending time with your family. So what you do in your career, it should be also reflected in, in outside of your career as well. It should be no different. And she shares with us that compassion, kindness, and an open mind can expand our knowledge of music as well. I think always have a kind heart. I think that's the most important thing. In the end, you you can be the best musician in the whole world, but if you do not have a kind heart and care about others, nothing else matters. And with education, she has demonstrated that she must advocate and be determined to find exactly what she is looking for. She believes the most powerful way to change the way society thinks is through education. One must have a very good education. And in Canada, my education was excellent as I was trained by Russian school teachers. When I moved initially to the U.S. for my university academics, I had very kind-hearted, loving, and encouraging music teachers, but they were, I think, maybe too kind, too nice. They never corrected me. And I was trying to find something similar to my previously strict teaching methodology, which I had, where actually in Canada, I thought I was the most horrible pianist because my piano teacher never complimented me. Hearing Brenda Von Gova's story and how her determination and kindness have affected the world of chamber music is really inspiring. It has impacted my personal thoughts about differences around the world and how tolerance and education can connect these differences. We will now be entering the music segment of our program. This piece is not played that much. And that's why I wanted to present it. It was presented on United Nations Women's Day where we featured only female composers. Fanny Mendelssohn is from Jewish descent and was born in Hamburg, Germany. She was a talented pianist at an early age. However, social prejudices and a patriarchal society during this time made it really, really difficult to get ahead with her music and compete with men. These patriarchal views were shared by her father, who believed that music would get in the way of her duties in the house. A lot of people don't realize that Fanny Mendelssohn, who was the sister uh, of the famous Mendelssohn, her works are not performed as frequently as they should be, and she deserves the recognition. I hope you and your audience will enjoy this excerpt and and try to learn more about the works of other female composers as well, such as Clara Schumann, uh, Amy Beach, for example. There are so many other genius female composers because unfortunately in music history, the reality is the majority of the composers we learn about in music school are Western white male composers. So I hope that someday we can change that. And so that just comes with education and presenting works by 
equally extraordinary female composers who never really had a voice. Playing with me is Angela Wee, Caroline Farnand on viola, and Gia Kim on cello. Angela Wee is playing violin, and I'm honored to play with such extraordinary musicians. Here's a clip of the United Nations Chamber Music Society performing Fanny Hensel Mendelssohn's Piano Quartet in A-flat major. As the founder of the UN Chamber Music Society, Brenda Von Gova makes sure to program chamber music by diverse composers, as she believes that the audience will naturally become educated about diversity through music if one is to be more exposed to it. We are very grateful to have Miss Brenda Von Gova on our podcast and to share with you her story. And of course, to stay connected with her journey and the UN Chamber Music Society and their dedication to peace through music. Please visit their website at www.unchambermusic.org or visit Instagram through at unchambermusic. This amazing group has so many upcoming virtual events this summer, such as World Refugee Day, featuring works from Syrian musicians, and Mandela Day, featuring talented composers of African descent. You can also find out more about us through our website. We want to hear from you, so please connect with us at www.thewholenotepodcast.org or through email at theholenotevoc at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram at theholenote.voc to learn more about our upcoming episodes. This podcast, which is The Whole Note Voices of Chamber, is made possible with support from the Chamber Music Society of Lincoln Center as an awardee of the CMS 2021 Young Musicians Innovation Challenge. We look forward to hearing from you. See you next month. Thank you so much. Bye now.